0: Welcome to the It's Love Podcast. I am Father Michael.
1: And I'm Molly. Thank goodness. (laughs) COVID free, everybody. (laughs) However, I still can't taste super well.
0: (laughs) You're like, where would you rate yourself on tasting and smelling? I'd
1: say 50%. Okay. Compared to a previous 100% level, (laughs) but I was at a 0% at one point during COVID.
0: That's crazy.
1: It's very strange. That's how I found out I had COVID, actually.
0: What were you eating?
1: When I had it.
0: When you figured out you couldn't McDonald's. Taste it. <laughs> Did I tell you about this? Oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: I had a fry and I was in the car with my brother and I ate the fry and I went, I didn't say anything. I just handed it to him <laughs> and then he ate it and I was like, do you taste that? He was like, yeah. I was like, so Uh-oh. it has taste? He was like, yeah. And then I ate my burger after. I was like, oh no. <laughs> it was like the crumbling moment. That's but sad. I'm back everybody. And you're tasting some things. Tasting some things. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all it's all going well. That's good.
0: Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. Wow, well, yeah. I haven't been on since when's the last time we recorded together? Like December Before Christmas, yeah. December sixteenth. Yeah. I don't think we've recorded it's like a in a month. month. Jinx. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that didn't take long to get back to <laughs> I know. It never does. It never does.
1: Um today's topic is interesting. I think so. You want to share it with the people?
0: Yeah. So we had, uh, tonight was a little friend gathering and we were hanging out and kind of brainstorming what we should talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think you just said habitual sin. Yes, I did. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I think it's a good topic.
1: Yeah. It's something we all deal with. Mm-hmm. All, obviously, all of our, like, basically what we mean by habitual sin is like, you could think of it in the sense of like, the things that you find yourself confessing pretty much every time you go to confession. I know I have my laundry list of things. Not that like I'm like, well, I'm going to say it anyway, but every time I do my examination of conscience before confession, I'm like, oh yeah, I did that again. The things that we continually struggle with. And it doesn't it could be mortal, but it could also be venial. So it mm-hmm. could be something really serious, but it could just be gossiping. Not that that's not bad, but that's not a mortal sin. Like things that you find that you continuously habitually fall into with sin. Um, So what are your habitual (laughs) sins? (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Well. (laughs) I knew that was coming. Of course you did. How can I not? Um, Something
0: I think that goes along with it, especially when we say habitual, like that gets thrown around along with the word addiction. Mm. And um, there can be addictions that are sinful that you confess again and again and that's a very specific thing where you've like definitely like lost some freedom right in in sinning but i think even with habitual sins um there may be that aspect of like you've done it for so long or so often that you don't even think about it and easily fall into whatever that sin is right serious ones and not that serious ones
1: yeah i think especially because like You might not know it's a sin, and Mm -hmm. it might just be something that you're doing. Like, I don't think I always knew that it was bad to gossip, Mm -hmm. you know? But, like, growing up, like, that's just how kids are. I mean, it's how everybody is. But, like, you learn it as a kid very much. Um, And then suddenly I become of age to of whatever to realize and learn, like, what is sinful and what is not. And, oh, but, like... I'm already in this friend group that gossips mm-hmm. a lot. I'm already like, that's already something that I continuously struggle with. So it might be my natural inclination. And that's really hard. Like, I think sometimes I at least know for myself, I beat myself up for the things that I continuously find myself having to confess. But those are, in my opinion, the hardest things to overcome mm-hmm. Um, are and to not do are the things that we almost like, become hardwired to do as like our natural inclination um do you what is it like for you like on the other side of the confessional like do you experience a lot of like people being discouraged because they're saying the same thing over and over or like I don't know what's it like for you as a priest
0: yeah absolutely people get discouraged and people often say things like I say the same stuff every single time Mm -hmm. or I'm here to confess the same thing, same things I always confess to the point where I often say most people do Mm -hmm. like um, sins aren't that exciting. Like they're not, they're not usually these crazy things. Sometimes something comes out of nowhere that someone couldn't see themselves doing, but usually we confess the same sorts of things that Mm -hmm. we struggle with. I think gossip is such a good example because it may happen because of your friend group or the people you work with, like that you fall into it very easily before realizing this is what it is or that Mm -hmm. it's a problem. And um, I think that's why it's so discouraging to people because once they know it's a sin, but then very easily fall into it again and again, it's just like, what's wrong with me? Um, Yeah. That like, why couldn't I possibly stop this? And with some of the more serious things, and I think particularly sexual sins, people get really, really discouraged because Mm -hmm. it's like, why can't I stop this? And maybe it is an addiction on some levels, but often it's just you get into a habit and Mm -hmm. you feel stuck with it. And that's – people get incredibly discouraged. And I think that's one of the most powerful things for me is having someone feel hope um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of that uh, relief of, like, this isn't everything that I am that, like, I can – This isn't the definition of my life and my relationship with God.
1: Yeah, because honestly, when I look at like my own life and I think about my own habitual sins, like, have I overcome every habitual sin that I've ever struggled with? Absolutely not. But have I overcome some? Yes. But it wasn't by giving into that discouragement. Mm -hmm. Like the times that I've actually actually been able to work to overcome those sins have been the times when I've been like. Okay, like, yes. Am I struggling with this? Yes. Is this helping me become holier? No. But can I overcome this? Yes, with grace. So, all right. Now I'm going to do what it takes and I'm going to try and I'm going to have show myself the same kind of mercy that God shows me, which is hard to do because yeah. God's mercy is never ending. It never runs out. And our mercy towards others and ourselves does naturally, you know, because um, we're human. But I think, like, one of the most important things to remember is, like, if you actually want to overcome a habitual sin, like, you have to show yourself compassion. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, the same compassion that I should show myself with my habitual sins is the same compassion that I should would because I love you and care about you as my friend. That I would show you if you were like, "Hey, I'm really struggling with gossiping." We're mm-hmm. just gonna keep coming back yeah. to that example, like, and man, I'm confessing. And every time I go to confession, like, my natural response wouldn't be like, "Get it together, Father." <laughs> like, uh-huh. it would be like, it. W- but it also wouldn't be like, "Oh, that's fine. You can." Yeah. Do- it would be like, y- "Okay, sure, maybe it's a habit, but like, you don't have to be stuck in this place, and like, it's okay." Like God forgives you, mm-hmm. you were loved, like but it's so hard to show ourselves that kind of mercy. And but that's often, funny enough, what holds us back from actually getting to where we wanna be.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think the the normal reaction is that sort of beating yourself up. Yeah. Of like what's wrong with me? Why can't I be free of this? And I think that goes back to like maybe a first step of dealing with a habitual sin is you have to become aware of it. Yeah. And sometimes that's really painful, like, that say you're into into a sin that's just kind of like a habit. You're doing it a lot or you find yourself confessing it a lot. Um, but when you suddenly realize somehow in a homily, in a conversation, in a book, oh, this is sinful, um, you could really, like, look down on yourself. Yeah. And in one sense, like, there's a good thing there of, like... You discuss, feel guilty. <laughs> Disgusted sin. Like yeah. this is bad. I can't believe that I've given into this. But like to look at yourself with God's perspective is is the right answer, but also really hard. Yeah. Because yeah, like you said, we're not merciful to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um and just the idea that God would again and again be like, Yeah, I do really actually forgive you. Yeah. Like this sin never happened. And um we can't we have, we have a really hard time believing that yeah. because we don't believe that about ourselves.
1: Yeah. I remember in college, there was a sin that I was continuously bringing to confession. And so I would confessor hop. That's still a temptation of mine, yeah. by the way, that I sometimes give in to. So if you do that, you are not alone. Where I would be confessing the same thing over and over. And there was one priest that I really loved to go to for confession. I had a relationship with him. But I would intentionally avoid him because I would actually think in my mind, like, this is the time, this is the going to be the time when it's too much, mm-hmm. where it's one too many times. And I, rem- I thought that with this specific priest because he would always say, like, praise God for you bringing this to him. Like, you are so good. Mm-hmm. And he would, like, affirm your goodness every time. And... His priest knew I was saying the same thing over and over. But every time I would go to him, I'd be like, he's not going to say it this time. Like, he's going to hear I did it one more time, and that's going to run out. It's
0: going to hit the limit. Yep. Yeah.
1: And one of the most healing things I've ever experienced was slowly I realized that that just wasn't going to happen because of this priest. And it wasn't even necessarily, like, he's a wonderful priest, but it wasn't necessarily because of him. Like, it, w- it wasn't these... it. I didn't have these out of these world out of this world type of confessions. Mm-hmm. Grammar in that sentence was
0: not good. <laughs> I got the <laughs> You know message. what I mean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um they weren't always super powerful, oftentimes very simple, but I went to the same priest and I that was what I would do is I would try to force myself to do that. I would go face to face. He knew who I was, he knew about my life. Um and slowly I experienced so much healing because that never happened. Mm-hmm. Every time I went, he would still affirm how good I was, how much goodness he saw in me and that God loved me. And he would, um, in the person of Christ, offer me mercy. And like, I eventually just got to this point where I was like, yeah, I guess it's not going to run out. Like yeah, where that fear turned into like, yeah, I don't think that's ever going to happen. And that offered me so much freedom to be like, okay, like I don't, because when we have like negative energy, not like in a new age, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) negative, like emotion, whatever going on within us, like that leads to sin. Yeah. You know, um, especially when it comes to addiction, you'll hear priests, therapists, recommend like getting that negative energy out in a different way Mm -hmm. like exercise or something like that because it needs to to come out if we have negative energy so negative emotion i don't know i keep saying energy yeah yeah (laughs) but so it's important to like as much as we can not like build upon that by like beating ourselves up you know Mm -hmm. not that but i agree with you like There's a healthy level of guilt, absolutely, because I don't want to do something sinful and be like, doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. Because that's also not helpful. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Speaking as a priest, um, (laughs) I think it's it's such good advice to have a consistent confessor. Like, Mm -hmm. if you, especially something like that, if you're, uh, as much as you, like, our hearts rebel against it, if you are struggling with the sin consistently, it is so humbling and good to go... Again, to the same person who knows you and knows your struggle, and be like, "Yep, I fell again. However, that was." Mm-hmm. And um, because I think it's it's shining a light on something that we would rather keep hidden. Yeah. And whatever that 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 sinful habit is, the way to beat it is to be like, "No, I'm not afraid. I'm not going to let this be a thing that I keep hidden. Um, I'm gonna go just like let the Lord shine His light on it again." Yeah. Uh, As many times as we had to. And like, and this isn't to detract from the fact of priests of us like caring for individual people, but like, you're not the only person that went to confession to that priest. Mm -hmm. Like, the sin that feels like, oh, this is like the biggest thing and it's, he's going to judge me for this, other people are confessing it too. Yeah. You've told
1: me that there's really nothing you can think of that you haven't heard in confession.
0: Yeah. You're not going to shock a priest. Mm. And that's not like, bragging it's, it's right. really just <laughs> i've heard it all <laughs> it's really just saying like yeah you've got honestly nothing to be afraid of mm-hmm. and like i think going to confession as a priest has hit made that that much more real for me yeah because i remember the panic i had when i suddenly realized after i was ordained i was in my first assignment like i have to go to confession um and i was like who do I go to confession wow, yeah. to? Because suddenly it's it's people you know. I like I know some priests will go like go get in line at some parish mm-hmm. on the weekend and, yeah. and go to confession, but I've never It's just not been a thing. Like I'll I have to call somebody. Yeah. And so like not only am I going to confession, they know I'm coming to see them to go, yeah. go to confession. So like
1: And they know who you are. They know who I
0: am. Yeah. And it's it's really good and humbling to face that. Uh, not alone like it's okay to 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 reveal that part of ourselves and it really is the way to beat it um mm-hmm. we're not gonna beat it by like kind of that putting a band-aid on it which I th- and I'm not like judging of confession hopping but like it is kind of like okay I dealt with it now I'll be good yeah and, so that's yeah, not the, absolutely <laughs> never the case
1: it's what what ha- what that's done for me when I've done that is like Am am I, like, absolved? Yes, absolutely. Like, we're not saying that you don't, like, receive the mercy of God. But also, it's done nothing to help me not commit that sin again. Mm-hmm. And the humility, because pride is really the root of all sin. And, like, the humility as the opposite of pride that it takes, like, that, that's going to help you not commit sin in the future. I'm not saying it's going to be this, like, magical, like, you go to the same priest ten times for the same sin and you don't commit it anymore. But, like, it Mm -hmm. really does help that humility because it's hard and you're, like, saying, like, it's like a way to die to yourself. And that's, like, to train you that you can do that even with sin. Yeah. Like, even the sins that you really want to do, you don't need to, you know?
0: Yeah. Because if you can say yes to feeling embarrassed and humbled, then it means you can say no to temptation as well. Yeah. And, like, there's... You get grace every time you go to confession. Mm-hmm. Um, Heck yeah. And I think that uh, you... <laughs> <It's> when <exciting. laughs> It is. And when you take those steps, like, to die to yourself, it's like you're opening yourself up to that grace that much mm-hmm. more.
1: Yeah. So we said, you said, like, kind of the first step is, like, realizing mm-hmm. the sin. What would you say, like, if someone were to, like, come to... And I'm sure this has happened. And has If someone were to come to you and say, like, I'm struggling with this sin regularly... And I feel like I can't like climb out of it. What's the next step if they realize it, you know? Yeah. Specifically with habitual sins.
0: Yeah. I think usually, um, there's some way that they want to grow in their relationship with God and feel like they're, they're falling short. Yeah. And I think it's good. So like, say, and I'll just pick one that's really, really popular is the phrase that I was going to (laughs) use. Common. Which is is common. Yeah. Is (laughs) masturbation. Um, so a sin like that is very difficult to to overcome. Yeah. People get it becomes habitual, it can even become an addiction. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe it's something you're going to be fighting for a long time. Yeah. Like that is just the reality. It's not good to be doing it, but it's also not the end of the story. You can still choose to do good things in the face of that that even as you struggle with this sin, okay, like put that aside. What good, how can you choose to love? Like, so how do you, can you choose to be really serious about prayer? Um, how can you choose to uh, like concretely serve other people? And I think that's, we get trapped in the idea with our sins that like, well, until I beat this, I can't nothing, be good. I can't be good. Nothing <laughs> else matters. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I think it, it goes to a line. I know I've said this before. We tend to treat it like we pray so that we don't sin or mm-hmm. we we have a relationship with God. So I stop blank, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. And that's it's not the case. Like the relationship with God is the goal, not us winning, not yeah. us like having the, the power to stop doing something.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And so like we're always going to struggle with sin. Yeah. You're, you probably are going to have a habitual sin that you will struggle with until the day you die. Probably. Sorry. Doesn't mean you shouldn't strive to not, mm-hmm. but like no one dies perfect. Yeah. Besides Mary, <laughs> but she's also yeah. born perfect. <laughs>
0: yeah, so yeah, so like do something good. Yeah, because like, and it's just it's so good to exercise the freedom that we have. Yeah, when we're, when it's sort of compromised in an area.
1: Yeah, and especially like look at what those habitual sins are. Maybe it's lying. If it's lying. Think about what the opposite of lying is telling the truth like what is one way that you can exercise the virtue that kind of like really combats that specific sin um and like maybe it's like day by day like being really aware and like every like every time you tell a lie you have to take a cold shower something (laughs) like that like something to combat it like where it's like i want to break this habit Or that wasn't a good example of what I just said, of the opposite. But that's also a good idea. Or like if it's gossiping.
0: That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah.
1: That one's easier to think of an opposite example. Like, And you catch yourself gossiping about someone, do something kind for them that Mm -hmm. they will never know. But like leave a note if you're high school. or Leave a note in their locker. Yeah. Or leave like flowers on their doorstep or like... Go out of your way to compliment them.
0: Or even look for ways to build someone up. Yeah. Like to other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like be the person to stand up and mm-hmm. say, Okay, let's be kind. Because there's a way to do it. You don't have to be like, guys, you're mean. Hey. But like like it like you could do it nonchalantly, just be like, okay, maybe like or redirect the conversation. You know, there's lots of ways mm-hmm. to combat these habitual sins if it's sexual sin how can you be more pure in your life like how can you practice purity how can like um, fasting is a great way to teach yourself that self-control um like look at the specific sin that you're struggling with and find ways to implement something into your life that combats that specific sin that can be really helpful so that the habit becomes complimenting people instead of gossiping about them the habit becomes fasting instead of giving into pornography and masturbation Mm -hmm. the habit becomes um i don't know
0: habits aren't just bad ones right yeah Yeah. like
1: but we are habitual creatures yeah so we can't just like take away the bad habits we have to fill ourselves with good habits Mm. yeah like the habit of prayer make prayer a habit
0: people confess using god's name in vain a lot Mm -hmm. and and often people say like and i don't even think about it yeah um, like it's just something that happens and so something i'll often say was like maybe when you catch yourself doing it pray the glory be yeah because it's like trying to reverse that action in yourself of saying like yeah so i didn't revere god like well now i'm gonna praise him i'm gonna choose to praise him and i think those Mm -hmm. little even when they're not big things those little choices they really matter because like you said like there's no vacuum. You have to fill it with something. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, And if we kind of treat it like, so again, back to sexual sin, like, if I just stop this, mm. then I'll be holy. Well, no. How do you get to choose to love and be generous and self-giving? Because and,
1: that's what it's about.
0: Yeah, that's the actual thing we're going for, not just this sort of like, don't do bad things.
1: Right. The reason why anything is considered sinful in the church um, according to Jesus in the Gospels is because it is opposed to love. Mm-hmm. It's not just because it's like, and we've talked about this in podcasts before, but it's not just because it's like, you can't do this. It's because you can, this, this leads you away from love, which mm-hmm. is what you're made for, which is what will make you happy, which is what will make you holy. So like, yeah, how can you love instead? Because we have to fill ourselves, our lives, our time with something and it's so if it's bad things right now, switch it around and fill it with good things instead. Like it it's in in my own life, I found it to be unsuccessful when I just try to like take away the sin and I'm not like all focused on what can I do instead. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I turn my life towards love instead? So I think that's really, really important.
0: Um, habits often they tie into like some, I don't know, like the word I want to use is like power of our soul or, or who we are. So. Like, lust um, can be using using the imagination in, like, a twisted way. Right, yeah. You can use your imagination in a good way. Right, that um, doesn't
1: make our imagination bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. and so, like, look—I think that's something helpful is to look for the ways to exercise those those powers or parts of your life in a way that, like, it's intended for. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so, like, gossiping is using speech— uh, in the wrong way well, like how can you use it for the the way that it's intended
1: yeah i really like that like what am i misusing right now yeah and how can i redirect it in an ordered way in the way mm-hmm. i'm meant to because like it's not saying this part of you is bad like it's saying you're misusing this mm-hmm. um which oftentimes i think it's easy to think of sin as like this part of me is bad like <laughs> again with sexual sin like a lot of people think that the church teaches that like sex is bad, but it's like, no, it's good. And that's why you shouldn't have sex before you're married. You shouldn't look at pornography, like all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, it, so realizing, I think another important step is like, know why what you're doing is sinful. Yeah, Like I, that has changed my life. Like, and I feel like even in high school, I just didn't really get a lot of why things were sins. I was very passionate about my faith. But I was just very much like, no, 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 I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And in college, I kind of learned, like, why? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, like, I just can't do this. But, like, I see why I shouldn't and why I'm going to be happier when I don't. So, like, understanding why things are sinful can really change the game just, like, within your own internal disposition of, like, because it becomes uh, not just I don't. I can't do this, but I don't want to because it's not good for me Mm -hmm. and it's not good for people around me.
0: Yeah, what is the good that you're actually pursuing? Right. And, like, if we focus on our sins, we tend to, like, stray back into them. Yeah, because
1: that's all that's going to be on your mind.
0: Yeah, like, focus on what is the good that, like, God has set before you to to choose. And if you're, like, always going towards that, then the sin suddenly, like, yeah, like, why would I settle for anything less? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Another thing that I think is important is... Comparison is a thief of joy. Um, And don't compare your journey with sin to someone else's. Like, if you see someone else has struggled with the same thing as you and they've overcome it maybe sooner than you or faster than you, it could be really easy to give back into that, like, Mm -hmm. self hatred and um, negative self talk of just like, they did it. Why can't I? But, like, each of our journeys with the Lord are unique, and that comes that goes along with what we struggle with in our sins but it also goes along with like I have strengths that you don't have you have strengths that I don't have do you struggle with certain sins that I don't? probably and same vice versa but that doesn't mean like you're better like you're holier and even if it did that doesn't matter because even if like let's say you did overcome something that I'm still struggling with and let's say that you were ahead in me in your faith journey and holier because of that how does realizing that affect my faith journey at all in any way other than negatively it Mm -hmm. only pulls me away from my own strength so like other people's journeys like should not dictate how we speak about think about ourselves and our journey with the lord because it doesn't change the way he sees us no
0: or his love for us and really in a positive way it should allow like if i can help you with something that's that's the way we want to look at it like that i i have the opportunity to help someone because I've struggled this yeah. way. Um there's a one of my favorite bands, Thrice has a song where they say every scar is a bridge to someone else's broken heart.
1: Um, Th- I think you said this I in have the said last before. <laughs> I think it was um, like recently. It's it's a great song. <laughs> it's it's um, a great line. <laughs> but, uh,
0: just so like l- you look at your own sins and sinful habits, like, okay, like not only are these opportunities where God like wanted me to grow, mm-hmm. but also like I can help other people along the way. Yeah. Because like the, sort of the worldly perspective is like, oh, like I'm ahead of you or they're ahead of me. But really God's perspective is like, we get to be a family that supports each other.
1: Yeah. Because that actually has an impact and being ahead of one another. What are you going to get to heaven first?
0: Yeah. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's just not like it doesn't do any good, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really important. And also finding people that are good for you in this journey like yeah to walk with you like not again not leaving it in the dark not kind of what goes along with that is not dealing with it on your own because we were not meant to walk alone you struggle i struggle the the person to the left of you who you think like you see all their on their social media and it seems like their life is great and they don't talk to you about their problems that doesn't mean that they don't have problems that doesn't mean that they don't sin just because you don't know about it you know we're all walking together and struggling. Um, you just might not know <laughs> yeah, what the person next to you is dealing with, you know.
0: Everybody struggles, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't be ashamed by the fact that we're not perfect. And, like, we need, like, that vulnerability, I think, is really important. Yeah. And confession, like, maybe spiritual direction, because having that sort of a companion on that walk is really important. But then, like, like you said, good friends um, that you trust, that's such a valuable part of, friendship as a christian yeah that it's not just that you have the same interests or or activities that you're into but like actually wanting to help each other be holy
1: yeah mm-hmm. i think the biggest thing to take away is like if you're struggling with habitual sin like there is hope mm-hmm. um and there's no need or reason to despair because like god only looks on you With love and mercy and wants you to see yourself in that same light and to surround yourself with people who will show you that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, Father Michael.
0: (laughs) I was just I was going to be (laughs) like (laughs) Molly.
1: How has God loved you lately?
0: Um, In our parish, we have done some reconstruction, remodeling in the sanctuary. So moving the tabernacle to the middle and the chairs to another spot. And that's something... It's a bad habit (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, when you're a priest and even a seminary and you come into churches and start, like, thinking about what you would change. And I don't like that, that that's a thing that's in my head. (laughs) But I've been here for six years. That's crazy. And kind of like, yeah, this is what I would do when I have the power to do it. And now I have the He's power got the to power. do it. Um, <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> power. <laughs> S- slightly limited, but uh, so yeah, just that that I got to make that change. Not just because I think it looks better, but like um, I think it says something to our people. And so the fact that it's been able to happen, and people have been really appreciative of it and complimentary of it, and just saying like, yeah, like this is a good decision. Um, that's been really great to see that I get to, that's part of my role as pastor is to like, oh yeah, I think this is the right thing and working with the people to make mm-hmm. that happen. It's really yeah. exciting.
1: As the people, <laughs> I am excited about it. Great. <laughs> I Good. can't wait to see it. I haven't yeah. seen any of it yet. Is it like done?
0: The tabernacle <laughs> part is done, oh, so but like, the place where the chairs are going to go is all torn up right now. So
1: what's mass going to be like on Sunday?
0: We can go look. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just uh, yeah. Um Yeah, it'll be pretty similar. Yeah. is okay. fully usable where it is. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm.
1: okay. So I...
0: How has God loved you lately? <laughs> wanted to get that in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, mine is small and it's from today, but um, it was very touching. I think everybody is afraid to admit this, but it feels good to be noticed. And it's a way that I feel loved when I'm like, oh, that person noticed me. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was out for the week with COVID, and I came back today, and I feel like every coworker and student that I saw was like, "Welcome back! It's good to have you back!" Oh my gosh, you're back! And I was just like so touched by that. It was it like happened all morning, and I was just like, "Wow!" Like my absence was noticed, and my presence is welcomed and re- rejoiced in, and that's just like it's a nice thing, and I felt like very loved because I know that's how like God. Sees me like when mm. I turn away from him and I'm not praying, like he notices. And when I come back, he's ready and excited and happy. Um Yeah. So just yeah. Re- reflected God's love to me. That's great. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you're back on the podcast.
1: Thanks. Me too. Yeah. I'll never leave again. <laughs> I'll never get COVID again. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. God willing. <laughs> God willing. i yeah. only it once, so mm-hmm. it's pretty oh, good. Oh, man.
0: I was like... I've made it. I've gone this long without getting it. I'm I was immune. I never would. I don't yeah. think it diseases anymore. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and it didn't happen. And then, yeah. yeah.
1: We all all got it at the same time. We, we Us and two of our other friends, mm-hmm. we kind of had a bet who would get it first when this all started two years ago. And we they thought father and I were going to get it first, but ne- none of us got it until this month. Yeah. Which is crazy. But here we are. We're all, we're all okay now.
0: Everybody's good. <laughs>
1: All right, we'll see you next week. See you guys. (laughs)